Apex Central listeners, you can find us every Monday through Friday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. For us, golf is simple. It's a chance to get out and have some fun with our friends. But inevitably, little things have a way of ruining it. The group ahead is taking forever. You can't find the fairway with a map. And the Bev cart is nowhere to be found. And the best way to make a bad day better is Fireball Whiskey. You get their nips, the little shooters. They are great. Makes bad day way, way, way better. Make sure to grab the new Fireball Birdie Shot Club. It's literally a golf club filled with Fireball Nip. Put it in your bag. It'll fit right in that side pocket. Drink Fireball Nips and have a great time on the golf course. You all right over there? No, I'm, okay. I'm not. I'm 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 a guy that's always happy and positive. But uh, the only time I've been this edgy before games since I've been at Barstool is before Saints Bucks playoff game. I'm freaking. I mean, you are very very nervous. You you people don't know it, but you just sat down for the first time. You like paced around the studio forever. I couldn't. I barely slept last night. I'm I'm that nervous. About it's game. just college baseball. I man. love college baseball. That's why Ole Miss baseball is one of my favorite. Ole Miss baseball, Ole Miss football, and Saints football are my favorite three. All right, we are back. I am back. I am Brandon Walker. I am uh, back from uh, four days on the road. I went to Louisville, Kentucky to do some wrestling stuff down there. Uh, in my absence, I was helped greatly by two gentlemen, the one to my right who I was just talking to, Ben Mintz hosted on uh, Thursday or Wednesday. Wednesday. And then uh, Rico, shout out to Rico, he hosted on Thursday. And then Big Ev to my left who is with us today, uh, he hosted on Friday. And I, it went over very, very well. I appreciate you, Big Ev, for stepping in and filling the gap for me. I tried. I thought I thought it went well. We, uh, we ate up some airtime pretty well. Yeah, no, it was uh, it, it was it was very good. And Ben, yours yours was good as always. Enrico, he's out there uh, somewhere listening to Whitney Houston, and he was good as well. But I am back now and back for the foreseeable future, at least until my four week vacation uh, in July gets here. Um, what? Huh? You have a four week July vacation? Okay. You you judging vacations now? Hell no! You've done a lot more here than I have. Okay, all right. I, I, I can assure you, uh, July I'm going to have the Ben summer of New York and get to know New York. And my, my ass is going to be in this office. I love uh, <laughs> I love that you planned that out. The summer of New York. Well, I mean, uh, it's my one. Never been here, you know. Um, and it's actually we're actually going to have a summer this time as opposed to last year when we were all scared of our shadow and everything. So uh, it's it's it's. It's nice and back out there. I, I traveled to Kentucky last week. It's nice and back down there. So, yeah, you'll have a good summer. And, no, I'm not going to have a four-week vacation. I'll probably go somewhere for a week or two. I'm definitely going to go back to Mississippi for a little bit this summer. Do we get you off for any days? Oh, we'll get a week. Okay. They'll they'll shut the office down for a week. Okay. Uh, I assume. They, they've done it every year since I've been yeah, here. Yeah, I would so. think so. The week yeah. after July 4th. Oh, yes. the week after this year. Because July 4th is on a Saturday this year. Correct. So, uh, so yeah, I guess we'll get that. Well, there you go. Thank you. I appreciate you, TJ, for filling that gap for me. All right. All right. So it is Pick Central. We're talking gambling. We're talking sports. And there's a shit ton of things going on in the world of sports. Uh, there's golfers out there winning tournaments by Saturday and getting disqualified due to COVID. There's boxing matches that aren't really boxing matches, but people get mad because it's not a boxing match, even though they bought it, knowing it wasn't going to be a boxing match, but it's still two good fighters. Uh, people just getting all up in their feelings about that shit. Uh, you've got the Yankees getting swept by the Red Sox. We've got uh, NBA playoffs. LeBron is out. All hell is breaking loose. James Harden's hurt. There's a shit ton of things to talk about. Mincy's all all he's worried about is college baseball right now. It's a huge day in college baseball. Julio Jones is now a Titan. Yeah. He's no longer a Falcon. And we will start right there. Then we'll get to the uh, the the Paul fight in a minute. But let's start right there. Yesterday, the Titans, the Tennessee Titans, acquiring Julio Jones, uh, a very, very good and an elite receiver from the Atlanta Falcons uh, in the middle of his career. I think he's 31, so probably three to five really good years left, I, I would think, if he follows the same pattern. I will open it up to you guys, but my first reaction when I heard it was, eh. it was like, to me, the Titans – to become a Super Bowl team, adding a receiver isn't the answer to that. I mean, they got better. I was like, the offense got better. I mean, last year, I mean, they scored a ton of points already. Like, their defense was their Correct. Issue. Their Second, defense is their issue. Sec I love taking their overs because they scored a ton. They gave up a ton of Secondary points. Secondary was trash last year. 
they're 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 and and I just don't know. You know, you can uh, approach not having a great defense several ways. You can just improve your offense and win win shootouts. You can try to become unstoppable, and that is what they're going for because they have A.J. Brown, a young up-and-coming number one receiver. Now they have just traded for a number one receiver, and they still got Derrick Henry, one of the best running backs in the game. Ryan Tannehill, a very steady quarterback. So, uh, yeah, the Titans, I think they got marginally better, though. I don't think they got a lot better. Julio Jones isn't the move that, like you said, I don't think it's the move that gets them over the hump. But just when you look at the offense, you have two, who I think, two top ten receivers in the NFL right now, the best running back, a good offensive line, like you said, a a steady quarterback. John, who's at uh, the Patriots now. But I mean, tons of weapons on offense. They can run the ball. They can control games like that. It's just if the defense can turn around. I mean, they're a legit Super Bowl contender if the defense – is there? I mean, they were right there two years ago. They were back in the playoffs last year. I mean, they're they're a very good football team. I like Vrabel a lot. Yeah, I like Vrabel too. I, I do. They have two top ten receivers. I I, I think just, AJ Brown's. There. Oh, I think AJ. Is. I, think I think he's, he's going to be. Is he there already? I think so. I think, I think so. Okay. I personally do. Julio, I'll say, I'll, I just worry about his health. He seems like he has real, you know, he has trouble staying healthy. Sixteen games. Never with Julio and AJ Brown, you might as well have O linemen and receivers too. How good they can block. Yeah. No. It's it, and it's. It's bold. I'll t- I'll give them that. And it, they didn't have to break the bank. A second and fourth round pick. If I can take a chance at number one receiver using a second and fourth round pick, I take that every single time. Yeah, just to because I think we I was seeing a ton of that people being like, oh, like they didn't have to give up that much. Why didn't more teams go after them? I mean, you don't see a ton of teams win Super Bowls with big high paid receivers. No, it just doesn't happen that often. I think I think Julio is the right move if you were like that position away. Like we said, I don't know if that's where the Titans are really at. I think it definitely helps the team. But I think I don't think teams are just like just jumping off their chairs to give a first round pick to a thirty one year old receiver who makes fifty million dollars a year. Yeah, no that and and that's a big part of it too. Eating a chunk of that salary cap. Now Atlanta's able to get out from under that, and they can they can build in other ways. Plus they got Kyle Pitts coming in. I think mm-hmm. Atlanta Atlanta's if if they were going to lose Julio anyway because of cap problems, mm-hmm. I think they they did pretty good. I, no, I, think, I think they, they okay. did. I think they did fine. I mean they're going to be in a transition period. I mean. Matt Ryan's getting close to the end. Like, I could see this potentially being his last season as the quarterback, especially if things don't go well this year, which, I mean, I wouldn't say they're projected to go great. Uh, the chat does not believe A.J. Brown's a top-ten receiver. Really? I don't think he is either. I think he's on his way. I don't think he's I there think yet. He's, I think he's, I I think know, he's like, right there. Like, I, like I mean, if you're going to say, like, he's definitely – I guess I would, have to think, I would have to think about the receivers in the league. Because, I mean, what would you say? that? I mean, he has to be top 15. I mean, I, could, yeah. I don't think you could sit here and tell me 15 receivers are better than him right now. No, and I couldn't – I certainly – I don't think I can name 15 receivers that are better than him. Although, I'd say – I'd say DK's ahead of him. Wouldn't They're you? close. I don't know. I think AJ's the, yeah. been more consistent than DK, though. DK's been a bigger, like, home run yeah. threat. But I think AJ Brown's the, like, more catches. And AJ's rookie year, I mean, he led the NFL in, he, he led the NFL in receiving last six weeks of his rookie year. Uh, he's, oh. I mean, he's been a monster. Looks like I misread it. Looks like I misread it. Looks like they were they were saying, uh, yes, it's, he's easily a top ten receiver. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. He, I mean, last year he was – I mean, he's two years in the league. He's been phenomenal. I mean, great athlete. I mean, he's a big guy, too. Because I think he kind of checks both boxes where he's like, he can be like a possession receiver, but he's yeah. also like, he's a big play threat too. Yeah, like bad person though. All right, so. Uh, <laughs> from your home, from Starkville. Not from my hometown. I'm from yeah, West Point. I know, I know. We produce Gold, champions. Golden Triangle though. We produce champions at West Point High School, the, the greatest high school football program in the history of the state of Mississippi. Um, all right, so yeah, Julio now a, a Titan. It, it's. It's blockbuster news. I just it, it it's one of those blockbuster trades that doesn't move the needle for me very much at all. Um, that and, and if that's a bad reaction, I'll own that bad reaction. But I, I just uh, I don't know where Julio could have gone where I, where I would have sat up in my chair and be like, oh, the game has changed. Yeah, I think I, I had to the team I wanted to see who get him was the Colts. I think the Titans. I think already having AJ Brown and Derrick Henry makes it less sexy because it's like you're just they already were they already were a hot offensive team. Like I yeah. think if you if yeah. they were if it was a team that didn't have a receiver and you're like oh now they have a number one I, I actually thought he was gonna go to the Ravens because the Ravens have been looking for like an outside guy like that I think people would have been more like oh yeah, yeah. If he went to the Ravens that's what they're missing they got Hollywood Brown who's a deep threat but he's small they got those tight ends but if they could have gotten a guy on they, the edge and Lamar's mm, still on a rookie contract they draft, so I actually thought that's where he was they drafted go. Bateman but he's still not he's a outside receiver but he's still not like the he's six foot he's not like the biggest guy. 
Yeah, and I I tell you what I kind of like Julio as the most. Kind of like Derrick Henry insurance because Derrick Henry has got his money. Derrick Henry is a very good running back. Derrick Henry is one of the best running backs in the league. But you never know when that running back dream is just going to end. I mean, running backs stop being all that productive like overnight. And you can never bank – I don't think you can bank on a running back being good three years from now or five years from now. But you can bank on A.J. Brown and Julio Jones being good three years from now for sure. So I think if you – if you ever see a slowdown of the Derrick Henry train, well, that doesn't mean now that the Titans' offense is going to slow down. It just means it changes. And, and, may, and maybe they're going to like be conscious of Henry's work. I mean, granted, his workload's been just insane all the way through high school. I mean, he was one of the high school all-time leading rushers out of Pensacola. And then you look at you know his college workload. They're giving the ball 40 times a game. He's carried it like that in the NFL. Maybe they scale back and throw a little more, being conscious as he ages now. No, you idiot. Salpanola's not number one. Salpanola recruited during their one dynasty. They had one dynasty where they won like nine in a row. But as soon as the state stepped in and said no more recruiting, they sucked again. So, no, they're a fake dynasty. We're a real dynasty. 11 state championships. All right? Don't bring that Salpanola shit here. <laughs> the University oh, of Salpanola. Yeah, the University. Yeah. they were. They were, guess what? Mississippi stepped in and said, hey, no more recruiting. Salpanola's no good. North Manola's all of a sudden really good. It was <laughs> crazy old, how that happened. No, it was funny. Ole Miss like, had to put a guidance counselor on Salpanola's staff because all their kids couldn't qualify. It was like a huge... Not that you guys have ever worried about qualifying. It, you know, fair enough. <laughs> all right. So uh, we got a lot to talk about today, a lot of sports. Uh, we're going to get into the Paul fight right now. But the sport of business means demanding excellence from your craft and wardrobe. And fellas... I mean, I look incredible today. I, I look absolutely incredible. But uh, underneath all this, I have this uh, this very versatile, very, very comfortable uh, Cuts Clothing t-shirt. They're, they've got timeless style and comfort. You look as good as you feel. For that, there's Cuts Clothing. They've ta- taken a classic men's fashion staple, the plain tee, and they've refined it, combining premium quality with a minimalist aesthetic. They've got t-shirts, polos, hoodies, and crew sweatshirts that are made for the man who works hard, me, plays hard, not me, and never settles for less, all in the sport of business. They're built for performance in the boardroom, the bar, the gym, probably the bedroom too. Cuts Clothing keeps you sharp wherever the game takes you. They've got the perfect t-shirt that is accomplished. Next, Cuts set out to create fabric fabric uniquely engineered for each clothing style. They've got the new Cuts hoodie where they develop Hyperloop French Terry fabric, a textile that's temperature controlled and ageless. Ageless, that sounds pretty good. You'll never need to take it off, and you certainly won't want to. It's not just a lifestyle. It's not just clothing. It's office leisure apparel for the sport of business. Get 15% off your first order by going to cutsclothing.com slash picks. That's cutsclothing.com slash P-I-C-K-S for 15% off the only shirt worth wearing. All right. I just need to know that you're you're going to be okay through this day. I'm going to be okay. Ole Miss plays Southern Miss at uh, right after this is over. At 1 o'clock Eastern, e- e- Central e- Time. ESPN 2. We're going to have it on in the gambling cave here. And uh, I know Mississippi State actually starting in like one or two minutes, but I notice a lot less stress for you today. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, hey, I don't really care about college. College baseball is perfect for me because I can helicopter in. I can wear the state jersey. I can I – can, enjoy the fruits of it i can enjoy the victories but the losses really don't bother me i it's just it's i don't really care about college baseball um but you know I, i'll still be, i guess i'd be a little sad if mississippi state lost but we also play campbell not a major team and you have to lose twice. and we have to lose twice you guys are it's nut cutting time for you yeah and look let's just be truthful i mean this uh, Ole miss has had a lot of really good teams the last 20 years and a lot of postseason heartache. And so, because of that, the fan base is just super on edge because we've been down this road. And then also, Ole Miss playing Southern Miss, in-state Mississippi school, who loves to beat Ole Miss in state any chance they get. And so, that factor is also uh, makes it edgy. And so, I mean, yeah, I'm on edge. And also, I'm part, one of my favorite things, I'm in a left-field tailgate at Ole Miss. I, I mean, I'm super diehard Ole Miss baseball. I'm pushing college baseball up here. There's nothing I would love more in the world than Ole Miss to make Omaha when I'm going out there to cover it. So, yeah, a lot on the line today. Here's a list of the 10, of ten receivers. Walter Limbeck says it. Uh, Hopkins, okay. Julio, Hill, Allen, Diggs, A-Rob, Tay Adams, Evans, Mike Thomas, I don't think Mike Thomas is still Alan a Alan Robinson Thomas. is not better than A.J. Brown. Yeah. I'm going to immediately put a stop to well, that. Well, I'm just reading you the list. Thielen, D.K., Woods, Cup. I don't think Cup's better than A.J. No. Brown. Thielen, Thielen and Woods, Woods no, no chance. Yeah, Woods, no. no. Um, I would say Hopkins, yeah. Julio, yes. yeah. Yes. Yeah, I think Mike Evans is fair. Um, Mike Evans. Diggs probably, too. Yeah, Diggs like, almost led the league um, this year. 
And then De- uh, Devontae Adams, yeah. Yeah, Devontae yes, Adams. For sure. Devontae Adams, no, no doubt about it. All right, so we're going to talk about soccer. Quit ruining the chat by saying soccer, soccer, soccer. That's no problem with soccer fans. Always look at me, look at me, look at me. All right, it was a good game. It was an awesome game. We're going to talk about soccer in a minute. But quit quit making your thing all caps. Quit trying to say, oh, poor us. We're, we're, you've sucked for so long. We'll get to USA Soccer in a minute. Shut the fuck up. Big F, last night we had a fight. What, last night was a weird sports night. Yeah, it was. It was just a random Sunday in June. Sunday. Well, there's never a title or a prize fight on a Sunday. No, literally never. And so last night, which usually a sleepy day, you had you had NBA playoffs only had two games. NHL playoffs, um, they they have one or two games, and then um, you just had a, a random soccer game that meant a lot to the U.S. And then you had the fight. You had Logan Paul against Floyd Mayweather. I didn't buy it. I'm not going to pretend that I did. I watched some clips just like everybody else. You watched it and have very strong opinions about it. I I bought it, I bought it legally. I so we talked about it a lot on on Friday on uh, Friday on the show. TJ actually chimed in, kind of like TJ actually had made a great just jumped in and was like, "Listen, like we all know what this is going to be. It's going to be a glorified sparring match. It's going to be a pillow fight. We know what it is. That's pretty much what it, what happened." Yeah. My thing was I don't understand people that bought it and then are like, "This is bullshit." They didn't really like go for it. I want my money back, acting like they bought a fight expecting to see Ali versus Frazier in their prime. That's yeah. not what it was. That's not what it's going to be. For those who didn't watch, it was an eight-round fight. Floyd basically felt him out for two rounds. The third round, basically, I would say from the third round to the sixth round, he was pretty aggressive. Logan did a good job of not getting finished. He kind of just would tie him up. Floyd hit him decently a few times, maybe rang his bell. I would never say Logan was in like, there was never a point like, oh, he's about to get knocked out. Never at any point. He touched Floyd a couple times, which I actually give him respect. He legitimately touched him with a combo, like bang, bang. I, I think I, Floyd, after the fight, said he wasn't going to fight again. I think it was a combo of a couple things. I think he's old. He didn't train as hard for this fight as he did for McGregor. Obviously, like Pacquiao and all those make sense. Yeah. He The size difference what, what ended up being, I think, a pretty big factor. He was huge. He was, I think, six inches taller, 35 pounds heavier, almost, I think, 15, 18 years younger. I think from rounds three to six, he legitimately tried to finish him, and I honestly like don't think he could. And then seven, eight, I think he kind of was like... Do you think Mayweather tried and failed to finish him? I, I don't think he... I, in, from, the, from those four rounds, I think he legitimately was like trying to. I'm not saying... like I think he if he could have put him down, he would have. I, I legitimately, think Floyd Mayweather is a boxer secondary. Uh, he's one of the greatest boxers of all time, but that's secondary to Floyd Mayweather, the businessman. Yes, for sure. And I think Floyd Mayweather, the businessman, had no desire to put Logan Paul down. I think he, I kind of think he wanted to. Like I, I think from three to six, I think he realized. I think Logan did a good job of just like tying him up, tying him up, tying him up. Yeah. So his chances to knock him out were like slim. Like he he connected a few times like pretty solidly. He's I mean he's not a knockout artist. He's fighting a guy who's usually 50 pounds heavier than the guy he was usually fighting. Yeah. Six inches taller. I think he tr- I think he tried. I think for like four rounds, you saw he was putting the glove. He was just going like this and just going forward. Just forward, forward, forward pressure. He was hitting him. I don't think it was really – it just – what like I think after the sixth round, he kind of was like, all right, like it's not happening. I'm going to dance. And I think I think he gained, I think Logan Paul kind of gained his respect a little bit. I do think that. I think that's legitimate. I think Logan Paul probably took more of a beating than 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 uh, Mayweather thought he could take. But I I think Mayweather had Mayweather wanted to end that fight, he could have done it at any moment. I don't think so. You don't think so? Cuz I think he would. I didn't watch the fight. I just watched, you know, uh, whatever I, I, made it to Twitter. I think if he cuz I think he would have. Like I I think at least by like the like fourth, fifth, sixth round, I think he would have. I mean, he ended it with McGregor. Which, like, like I said, I think he trained way harder. I think also there's there going to be a big difference between forty and now he's forty four, almost forty five. Yeah, he's getting old. Like he's getting old. I do disagree he didn't with train one thing. Super hard. I think he's going to fight until he his legs fall off. Oh no, he I could see him. He's well. He said after the fight, he said he didn't think he would do another exhibition. And I think part of that, like my just my philosophy, I think he came in there and I think part of his ego was like, I think I, I couldn't knock this motherfucker out. Yeah. Like I, th- I think there was like he was like even though he's huge like I think part of him was like I'm old, I'm not as quick as I used to be. He never was the most powerful guy. He's lost some power. 
I'm sure the chat's probably hating me for this because I, I think what it is is no, they're good. I think a lot of the people that wanted to see Logan Paul get knocked out, I think they were pissed that that didn't happen. I don't. I, I wonder how many people that would buy a Logan Paul fight buy buy it on the hopes that he gets knocked out. So I think all the people that that buy Logan Paul fights are kind of in on the they're in on the idea of Logan Paul being this guy. Of, of I, I want to give him credit for one thing. Logan Paul is a is a YouTuber, and by YouTuber I mean he's an entertainer. That's where he came from. He has built a brand out of entertainment. He and his brother. He decided at some point, he and his brother both decided, I want to become a legitimate fighter, a legitimate boxer. And whether you think he's legitimate or not, the only thing that's really legitimate in this world of sports or, or boxing is the money you make. Mm -hmm. You can be the, the toughest, strongest motherfucker ever. If you're fighting three-round fights in, in a bar in Tijuana, you don't matter. Mm -hmm. J Logan Paul matters. Logan, what Logan Paul does matters. And he just did that on his own. He has created this uh, this empire, a boxing empire, which is crazy. It's I mean, wild. I mean, no, he, I mean, you're seeing it with like a Tyron Woodley, five time UFC champion. His biggest payday of his life is going to be when he fights Jake Paul. This man had the belt for almost three years straight. Think about that from a UFC perspective. defended it five times, like think, a legitimate champion. Think of that from a UFC fighter's perspective. What you want to do is you want to take this training and you want to put your body through hell and you want to go into these fights. You want to go through 30 professional fights or pure ass hell and, and put yourself in danger all for the chance to get famous enough to fight a Paul brother and cash out. Literally. Think about that. You know, it's, it's, it's the sad truth. Even like Francis, Francis Naganu talked about it last night. He, this man is the heavyweight champion in the world. He has an opportunity to be, I'm not going to sit here and say the next Tyson because that's such a high yeah. high peak, but he is the like the most prolific power puncher in combat sports right now. I think that's fair to say. He's a monster. He's an absolute knockout artist. Huge, savage, looks like a Greek god, and he can't get even close to Logan Paul money to fight for a UFC championship. Not even close. Yeah, it, it's... Um... And there's one guy saying, uh, Ben Mance is all of us right now, just scrolling his phone, waiting until a topic we actually care about. If you looked at Twitter last night. Oh, people care. If you see the, the, the buying numbers, the, the buy rate, people cared. Showtime was crashing. People fucking cared. This was as, uh, listen, I, it's more, is the soccer game match a more legitimate sporting event? Yes. For sure. This fight. And that made a lot of buzz. Yep. A lot of buzz. This fight dwarfed that as far as buzz goes. And it and for, and the soccer game, it took for Pulisic to score like yeah. a hundred and thirteenth minute PK yeah. to win the game. Yeah, I uh I definitely want to transition to the soccer though, because it, it was we'll talk about that in a second. The blue light glasses that started it all five years ago, Felix Gray realized our eyes weren't meant to look at screens all day and designed glasses to make daily screen time more comfortable and the workday more productive. Now, more than ever, Americans are spending time on computers, phones, tablets, gaming, and so many other sources of blue light. Felix Gray glasses are not like other blue light lenses. They uh, filter 15 times more blue light that can make screen time tough on the eyes and disruptive to sleep. They've got non-prescription and prescription glasses available. Check them out at felixgrayglasses.com slash picks. I, uh, I was on the website today. I'm, I'm picking out some. You know, I get the migraines. I get mm -hmm. migraines. So I'm looking for some light-sensitive glasses. Uh, I, I figured it out. I think it, it's it's heat and light. And light contributes to my migraines big time. I can't wait to get these uh, Felix Gray glasses. They offer classic frame styles made from acetate and hand finish for a durable, lightweight, and really comfortable pair of glasses. If you feel your screen... If you can feel your screen time or if you're not sure blue light glasses are right for you, start with the best in blue light. Try Felix Gray. With a 30-day money-back guarantee, there's nothing to lose but eye strain. Get yourself a pair of glasses made for the 21st century and designed for modern, hardworking eyes. You have nothing to lose except maybe eye strain. Go to felixgrayglasses.com slash picks. The best blue light glasses on the market. That's F-E-L-I-X-G-R-A-Y glasses.com slash picks. Free shipping, free returns, free exchanges. FelixGrayGlasses.com slash picks. Now, that being said, soccer was electric last night. It was. It was fucking what electric. An it was fantastic. And the one thing, I, I say I've always said it, but I think everybody's always said it, if soccer is ever to truly grow in this country and truly explode like it has exploded everywhere, the men's national team in the U.S. has to get good. They've got to show at these at these international events. They got to have a strong World Cup. If we ever made like the final four of the World Cup, I think that your explosion happens after that. Yep. Mm -hmm. 
I am a casual soccer fan. Now, I will admit, soccer is intense and it is great. I just don't have an entry point into Premier League soccer. I can't fake having a team. I can't just Same. say, Chelsea, oh, Chelsea, I'm yeah. a huge Chelsea. I can't Same. do that. I can't either. It has to come from a place of passion, and yes. I don't have that with soccer. Now, U.S. soccer, I can get passionate about yep. that. 2014, the last time we were in the World Cup, I was all about that team Same. that year. Same. I was wearing the U.S. Like, I was huge. So, last night, CONCACAF, is that how it is? Yep. Okay. CONCACAF. Yep. CONCACAF yep. Uh, championship, U.S. against Mexico. And now Mexico has been the bane of our existence in soccer for a long time. And they play. Now, there's there's so much that goes into the match, so much that goes into the game. There's, there's chance, and they have to stop play, and there's this and that. But ultimately, the story is United States 3, Mexico 2. And if you – Start having these prime time games, these big games, U.S. against other countries like Mexico and and U.S. and fans go into because here's the thing, I figured this out about college football or college sports in general. Fans don't really, a lot of fans don't really care about the sports. They care about winning. Yes, fans don't root for sports as much as they root for winning. And like Mississippi State, Ole Miss. We'll use them for an example. Two years ago, Mississippi State women's basketball played for a national title, and we had 11,000 people in the stands every time. Why? Because they won. There's not a Mississippi State fan in the world that really gave a shit about women's basketball, but they won. We care about winners. And if the U.S. gives us winners, soccer is going to be all the better. For sure. I mean, yeah. that obviously everyone's kind of made the whole argument that, uh, for a long time that the reason we're behind in soccer is because we just have all these other sports that are taking the elite athletes. And that's why we've seen like women's soccer. Our team is phenomenal. We're the right. best. But I think I agree with you. I think it would it it would take like a deep run in a World Cup something like that to really get America kind of like behind the team. Like you know, I was I was behind like that 2014. They made a decent run, a better run than I feel like they've made in a little bit. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah, I remember they lost to Belgium. I Belgium that was, was a, that was how they got bounced. And that was a, yeah. that was probably better than they even expected to do. Yeah. Before the tournament started, but. It, there's just a lot of competition in America. That's that's what it comes down to. This, this is the group, though. This is the group. I, I strongly believe that the next two, so not Qatar, but the next two World Cups after that, you guys are going to be. So this team okay. is very, very young. Y- young group, young Total core stage. group. The kids are the kids are very talented. I mean, your whole starting lineup pretty much plays in plays in the the, the, the elite leagues in Europe and all that. So how old is how old is Pulisic? Pulisic is twenty twenty one. Oh, he's still just 21? 20, wow. 21, so he's not He's Okay. He's I, like, wow. If you told me actually, he was like 30, me, I would believe you. He feels like he's been around for, for a minute. That's what I'm saying. Let's see. Pulisic. Man, I, I just, uh, I remember that 2000. Did my mic go 22. out? 22. Did my mic go out? No, no. I can't hear a thing. Did my headphones go out? You're fine. Okay. He's going to be right. 23 in September. So my wow, headphones very young. are out. So, uh, but my mic is good, apparently. Can you guys hear me? Yeah. Okay. All right. I remember that 2014 run. I was I was big into it. Um, I can't remember who we beat. That's how well I remember. But I do remember the game against Belgium. That fucking red-haired dude. De Bruyne And the one with the huge afro. Yeah, that guy was good. There was some guy with a big afro, I remember. Oh, just relax, Zah. Everything getting <laughs> fixed? Mint's over here is just texting uh, people in Oxford. Yeah, no, I'm actually texting Coley because I wrote a blog on the preview did today. You? Today, <laughs> today's college baseball game. Oh, that, so that'll do it. Sport. Did so, you um? Did you see my tweet last night about the Ole Miss fan who tried to catch the home run ball? Yeah, I saw it went off. <laughs> I saw it went off. I thought it was funny, and then I also saw your tweet about you pitching for the Florida State Seminoles too. Oh uh, yeah, no, Brandon Walker. Yeah, looked third, right at home third, at Swayze Field. Thirteenth, thirteenth appearance. Uh, <laughs> but my my thing about that. It happened to be an Ole Miss fan. It happened to be an Ole Miss home run. But uh, I, I just love – I hate when adults try to get in front of kids or try to catch a ball in front of kids. And that's what he was doing. He's trying to get in front of this kid, right? The kid's about to catch – this adult runs down there to get the ball and falls <laughs> on his ass. <laughs> Look at him. Oh, I'm going to – Oh, <laughs> I just love I this I feel clip. like I could see that happening to me so easily. I, I love this clip so very much. It happens to be an Ole Miss guy. <laughs> but this guy had such great plans. And the, fall, the way he falls is just hilarious. You know what's great about it? If he had never left his seat, he catches that ball standing at his seat. <laughs> <laughs> we cut I, off the little, a little six-year-old in the blue T-shirt. Yeah, yeah. He had to get in front of uh, little Benji down there to, to go fucking uh, get a ball. So I love that clip a lot. Uh, but, yeah, I – 
there's there's an energy to soccer that I've always been jealous of. There's a there's there there's a there's an accessibility to it that Americans have never really gotten into. But it's a it's a game where it's forty five minutes, no commercials, break. Forty five minutes, no commercials, and that last forty five minutes, it's all intense. It's all it's all edge of your seat. And Americans just like, and I'm not saying I'm a big soccer fan. But I'm saying the problem I think Americans have is, you know, you don't want to watch a game that ends one nothing or one one. You don't I think the fact True. that there's draws is what keeps Americans True. away. But yes yesterday's game was perfect, man. I, I and I wish I, I was so sad to for to be on uh, I forgot what it was on, like on CBS Sports Network or something hidden behind that because it was a perfect game to market it to the American audience. It had everything it that American me, fans wanted. It took me a minute to find it. It like took that, me like ten minutes to find that, it. That you see, that's problem number one right there. And then right. like that like the save, the save, uh, the penalty kick save in the in the last second and the dying second of extra time. That uh, that that moment itself is like that's going to be that goalkeeper's greatest moment ever in his but life. But that being said, uh, if if the U.S. is able to springboard this and, and become good, become respected on the international stage, mm-hmm. well, in four years, uh, let's say they make a good run in Qatar, right? Let's say they make a good run. Uh, in, in four years, when they do this CONCACAF again or whenever it is, then that game won't be on CBSSports.com anymore. It'll be on CBS. That's that's the hope. If we can build and build and build, then, the then, then these games will be on national primetime TV. And, and I feel like this with this group, this this young uh, young group of exciting players, this might be the time. Perfect time to grow it. Uh, B-Walk, do you have the state game on in studio? I do not. I, I told them <clears throat> I would not be able to focus if uh, if they put the state game on the screen. Two-nothing two state already, bottom of the first. I have state minus 295 one of my picks today. Uh, actually, I have state as a pick, too. Um, but, but yeah, so I, I could not. I think I tried it one time this year where I, I tried to Mississippi State basketball as the SEC tournament. I couldn't do it. I was on the yak. I was useless. Um, so I, I, I would become useless if I tried. That's an old fella. Um, what else? Okay, we got a lot, NBA, of, uh, a lot of NBA. A lot of sports, a lot of NBA. You, why don't we go ahead and do picks at the midpoint of the show? And then we'll talk NBA. We'll talk uh, LeBron James. Is he done? We'll talk about uh, Major League Baseball. DeGrom is flirting with history. The Yankees uh, have taken a step back. We can talk a little college baseball. Got a lot to talk about. Well, let's do picks right now. Uh, side note, I have been straight garbage this month. It's early in the Still month. Still early. I've been straight garbage. You have not. You've been quite good. Well, finally, we got college baseball lines on the sports book. And just huge shout-outs to our friends at Penn on this because – I really appreciate them helping get these lines up on the NCAA tourney. I was told we were going to have lines for Omaha. Then I heard we might for Super Regionals. The next thing I know last week, we have regional prices. And right now, I have like four future regional bets on the line today in Game 7s. I could end up up a ton of units um, with some sweats I still have. Uh, I've I've got Cal Irvine plus 450, LSU plus 200, Old Dominion plus 130, and Dallas Baptist plus 500, Texas Tech one, and then I have a couple that are dead. Um, and then Vanderbilt already moved on on that natty bet. And so I've got some good sweats. But just thanks to them, though, I'm really trying to push the college baseball. We got a lot of good response on Twitter to it. And uh, just appreciate Penn helping. Support. All right, fuck. Are we down 3-2 now? Or, are we, or did we just give up three runs in the first inning? We're changing pitchers already? See, chat, don't do this. I'll have to close the chat. I can't. I Now I'm mad. I was I was fine. Now I'm mad. I don't want to watch the game, and now I'm being told we're down 3-2. Are they lying to me? I don't think they are because there's, there's enough of them that I think it's real. I'm still seeing 2-0 on my D1 baseball, but I'm not really D1 sure. baseball. They're slow as shit. Yeah. They're good, but they're slow. They, they are good, though. They are good. You know those guys? Can, I've, I had, I, I've, I've met uh, Teddy K, the one of the writers I've had on the radio. Cahill. Yeah, Cahill. He used to go on. The, on Who's Kendall Rogers with? Uh, he, he just does his own thing with D1 baseball. He's from Houston. He's an, he was an Aggie. He does a damn good job. I mean, i got to give him credit. Charles McGee says, Mintz, are you officially coming to Omaha for the College World Series? I am. I am. I don't know how long I'm going to be out there yet, but what I know is, luckily, Penn, we've got Ameristar Council Bluffs. They have a nice sports book. It's literally Council Bluffs is five minutes from Omaha. It's right on that Iowa-Nebraska border. Uh, we're going to be staying out there, looking to hopefully do some shows and sports books, some Stooley meetups. To be transparent, a big thing on Omaha these fan bases that are, like, super diehard getting there would be good. Like, Texas, Arkansas, Mississippi State, Ole Miss, LSU, Tennessee. All the ones that will bring a shit ton of fans, that would be good. But uh, the way COVID, you know, you look at all these sporting events coming out of COVID, all these crowds are nuts. I think Omaha is going to be a party after they didn't have it last year. So, I am I am going – if Mississippi State goes, I'm going to come with you. But, yeah, I'm not going to come unless Mississippi State goes. So, 
Now we're down 3-2. Now I'm all pissed off about it. Let's do picks. Let's do <laughs> fucking picks. Um, I don't know who did the best over the weekend, so I will just start with Ben because he is in first place. Uh, ben Mintz, you are free to lead us off. Okay, I'm going to lead us off. I got. I just went all college baseball today because it's regional finals. It's do or die, winner take all. I have Mississippi State minus 295 against Campbell. LSU tonight, what a story. Paul Maneri already retired. This is his last ride. It reminds me a lot of 2019. Florida State snuck in the NCAA tournament. Mike Martin, the legendary coach's last ride, then made it to Omaha. LSU fought out of the loser's bracket to beat Gonzaga and Oregon yesterday. They're plus 160 against Oregon tonight. Look, Oregon's the number 14 seed, but they're not like a baseball power traditionally. I think LSU's got momentum. they got postseason mojo. I think they win. I've got Dallas Baptist, who's in a winner-take-all against Oregon State. It's in Fort Worth. I think Dallas Baptist has a slight home field advantage. Uh, I've got Old Dominion, minus 112. They're, ba- they're playing Virginia, matchup of two in-state schools. Old Dominion's got a superpower lineup, one of the nation's leaders in home runs. Uh, they won Conference USA in their tournament. I think they get it done. And finally, I'm a homer. I'm going with Ole Miss, minus 121 uh, against Southern Miss. Ole Miss is throwing a freshman named Jack Doherty, who I think can give them four to five good innings. I think it's going to be a super high-scoring game. Southern Miss's pitching staff's down to scraps. I think Ole Miss has a deep lineup. It gets it done, but – I'm definitely edgy. <laughs> Look at that board and tell me what the chat's complaining about. That I took state. Minus 295, yeah. Yeah, but I, Campbell, even though they're down 3-2, Campbell allowed 10 runs yesterday. State's only played two games. They played Friday and Saturday. They got arrested pitching staff. They got an unbelievable home field at the dude in Starkville that really rattles like your G5 schools that have never seen anything like it. Even though they're down 3-2, I think State's going to win. I mean, I, you know, I'm not a State fan by any means, but gambling – you know, money knows no loyalty. The state's going to win the damn game. All right, big F. All right, just three. There's only three Major League Baseball games, so yep. I'm on the Padres tonight, money line. Then for basketball, I've got the Bucks money line. I think they get it done today. An absolute must win. And then I got the Nuggets plus five. I just think they're playing really well right now. With Jokic, I'll take the points. You think it's a must win because it's game two and they got to get a split? Harden's out. It's must win because you get an opportunity to play him without Harden. In the fact that you got – they came back late, but that they essentially got blown out with them out. All right, so I have got uh, – I, I agree. I got Bucks money line. I think the Bucks. Uh, I think this is going to be a seven-game series. I think it's going to be ebbs and flows, and I think the Bucks win today, and the Nets can't stop anybody still. Bucks nets over 234. I love the Islanders tonight. I like the Islanders plus 155. Um, it, it's gone – it's going Bruins, Islanders, Bruins, Islanders, right? I believe it's going uh, that way. Yeah. I think so, yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think so. So I, I w- I'm going with the Islanders to kind of upset that. And then Marlins my line to beat the Red Sox. The Red Sox sweep the Yankees. I think the Marlins pick them off today uh, right there. And also, uh, I added a parlay later after um, I got State I, to get rid of the juice. Arkansas's too juicy. Mississippi State's too juicy. Parlay them together. You can get them down to minus 120. Uh, on the Barstool Sportsbook app in Illinois, Indiana, Pennsylvania, and Michigan. And I would advise you to do just that, although State has already started. So you can pick another big uh, big 250 favorite, 290 I, favorite. I, my parlay that will be out later today, I took LSU plus 160 as an underdog to up it, but I've got LSU in Arkansas in my night parlay. So i got to ask you, Big F, you, you are, I would say, the number one writer in this room, right? The number one Rico writer? Yeah, you could say that. No, I'm, I'm not a writer. And I don't know if Ben cares. I, I, I'm in the mentorship. I'm, I'm, I'm a writer, so yeah, yeah, you you're can a writer. Say that. I'm in the mentorship. Um, so, just know that if I ever identify as a writer, just just come somebody's kidnapped me or got, got a gun to my head. Uh, so, what about Tommy Cheeseballs? I, I I have I've not commented on it. I know. I well, it just I, happened. So Tommy Cheeseballs, um, it was apparently a cameo. Uh, it Je- was Jeff Nadeau, and really, I mean, fuck. What happened now? What a move. Oh, man. It's like I don't even know. Have we got that, TJ? What happened? I don't know if the audio will work. I'll bring it up. All right, so, so, so Tommy Cheeseballs, you know who he is? Yeah. No, we, 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 we had a – call him had, Tommy Cheeseballs on Twitter. And yeah, people, and people were probably going nuts. <laughs> no, we, we had a – so the day after when he popped up, it was Pick Central, just me, Rico, and Ben Mintz. And Ben Mintz got a, got a, a lesson in what is Tommy Cheeseballs for me and Rico. Okay. And so he, he got his intro, his intro lesson. He has a – I'd say a general understanding. When I when I opened Twitter, I believe it was in the morning. I believe it was Saturday morning, I believe. Yeah. And I saw Tommy Cheeseballs. And I and I heard the words, what's up, Rico, you fucking Benny. For mm. those of you who don't know what Benny means, Benny is like a 
basically someone who like you're not a real shore guy. Like you don't like you're not a like you're an outsider. Like you're not one of us. To, no, to I'm the, a Benny though. To the Jersey Shore. I'm a Benny though. Oh, you both of you are certainly Bennies. <laughs> That's fine. And for for someone who's like a shore like a, a diehard shore guy to be referred to as a Benny, and for Tommy Cheeseballs of all people to have those words come out of your mouth is very tough. In here's the video. I don't know if he's going to play. Listen, yeah. brother. So he just, he just there, takes man. him to task and just goes after him. And obviously he was reading the script that, that was given it's, to yeah, him. I mean, it's one of those things. I think if, if it was from if it was from a place of poll, I think it would have been more of like a de- – like, like if he had just gotten Tommy Cheeseballs to like say that without paying him, I think no. it would have been much more Listen, of like brother. a dagger. I think the fact that there's a little cameo logo in the bottom corner makes it like – your stomach's a little bit. I mean, like, still, like, I have to. Do yourself a favor. I have to admit, like, a, a good, a strong chess move. Strong move. Very strong chess move. Like a good, a well thought out chess move. I am just realizing something. I'm going to go back right now. You guys say that came out Saturday morning. I thought so. I think. Okay. I think Saturday morning. I don't know when it. Um. Okay. So then it doesn't. It doesn't line up. I, What's up, you fucking Benny? Like that pierced Listen, my brother, soul when it's I heard out that. There, man. You are part of the Dicky Do Club. You know what that means. Your stomach stick out more than your Dicky Do. Do yourself a favor and everybody else a favor and stay the fucking Staten Island. Okay, I got. So also, I got to ask a question. I know you guys worship this guy. He was Internet 1.0. All yes. this. Uh, how did he get famous? Dicky Do jokes. I mean, that's not no, funny no, at no. all. So he, I think he that had was him, lame as shit. I think he had him read it off his script. When he in the show, when he had said it like off the cuff and like meant it, and you had never heard it before, it was funny. Like he called it, like when he he just basically got it. He basically got into a little scruff with this fat guy. Yeah. And then he like they kind of were talking shit, and then he saw him again in a bathroom, and tried to like fight him, and he called him a dicky do. Okay. And then when he explained it on the show, like obviously there, Jeff must have sent him like a script, so you could tell he kind of was like reading off the script. Yeah. But when you just heard him say he was a dicky do, his tummy stick out more than his dicky do. Like when he was, when he said off the cuff, it was extremely funny on the show. So I mean, that was I, I don't know if there's a response. I'm sure there will not be a response. I knew there wouldn't be a response. I was even I even was surprised at how long Dave and Dan like they didn't react to it for a long time. Right. D- uh, Dave finally. Just like shared it, I think maybe like thirty six well, hours to, later. Or he so. tried to delete it, but he tried to get it deleted off the yeah. internet. But he accidentally retweeted it. It happens. Yeah, it's like like I said. I think it was strong chess move, no doubt about it. I think it would if it, if it would have been an absolute kill shot if it was if he didn't have to pay for it. Y'all realize Jeff Nadu is going to work here again very soon, right? I don't think he is. I think he is because I think because I think what Dave's realizes that he's he, getting it for free. He's literally <laughs> getting any, he's getting everything he wants from him for free. So why pay him? Yeah, that would. That, I mean, he's, I mean, that I think would he, be an all-time ironic move to to wait until you leave to start being real good. Well, I mean, Dave said on the important show that he was essentially worthless to him. Besides, yeah, just getting Rico like getting he's Rico, Rico bait. The, yeah, just getting Rico on the pinwheel. Like he just gets Rico to run faster. So I think now he's getting it for free. So it's kind of like why why pay him? All right, so uh, that happened this weekend. One more thing about college baseball before I move on. The the fact that we have a possibility of Arkansas getting beat today is delightful, and and I'll I'll, I'll loop you in on this. You 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 aren't you don't live in the same worlds we do as far as Twitter mm-hmm. and all that. But Arkansas, the Arkansas fan base are the worst people on Twitter. They they've stormed back. They, it was a comeback of the century. Tennessee used to own it for years. Tennessee used to be the worst fan base on Twitter. Arkansas has taken it and run with it. They're just terrible people. Um, you can't. Ben Mintz can't say anything about baseball without Arkansas fans saying, what about us? What about Arkansas? Mm. Shut the fuck up. They're terrible. And they are the number one team. They're the best team in the country mm. by far. But they might get they might lose their regional. They so play Nebraska today. Is, did I, I saw, it's funny you say that because I saw some random thing on Twitter this morning. I, well, I guess not random. It was like an article. I don't know how it popped up in my timeline. An article from what looked like some sort of reporter. No, it's from The Athletic. David David Rubin, yeah. Saying that Arkansas needs to go to the Big 12 in sports. Yeah, that's one of the dumbest things I've ever seen as well. Yeah, I don't really understand. That's a very good writer who's trying to – he says – he's basically saying they're closer to the Big 12. They would win more in the Big 12. And he's just using football. He's saying Arkansas football hasn't mattered in the SEC. Mm. I would disagree with that. They haven't mattered recently. They mattered in 2000, 2010. They won the West like three times. They McFadden and Felix Jones. They've mattered before. Petrino had a good team. Mm. They've had two or three really, really bad hires in a row. But they they can matter in the SEC. 
he was he was basically saying because they don't win in the SEC, they got they need to go to the Big Twelve because they have a natural rivalry with Texas and they have natural rivals that are closer to all those. I say this: if you have gotten on a fifty million dollar ride every year, you don't jump off the ride. Sure not. No, I, and then also look at their basketball. Well, now that Muslim's there, their basketball fan base is one. I mean, I agree with what you're saying. They're annoying as shit to deal with. I mean, I, I it's. It's really difficult, but they are loyal. I mean, they pack eighteen thousand of Bud Walton for basketball. They're putting fourteen thousand. Well, they're a good fan base. No, yeah. exactly. And so, why would they want to leave the SEC? That's the most money making, best conference. It's that's a, just stupid. Take. They've also won like a shit ton of non football in in the SEC. They they came within an eyelash of winning the baseball national title. They won a, a bas- college basketball national title in the SEC. Uh, it was twenty years ago. But do you still have your hogs for the cause uh, bracelet on? Yes, I do. It's I'm gonna have to get scissors to get it off. It's so tight. That's quite a bracelet. Yeah, it is. It was quite a weekend too, to be honest. I got I had to wear these rain boots. I got blisters all over me. It, yeah, it got muddy out there. How is non? How has uh, sober Ben handled these events and these? Man, days? it was fun. It was it was honestly. I got to tell you, uh, and I'm gonna write a blog about this later this week. I mean, I was emotional a little bit this weekend because. When I left New Orleans in 2014, we, I was not sober, Ben, and that was probably when I needed to change some stuff up. But I love New Orleans, and getting to go back and the support, I mean, New Orleans felt like Oxford. It was so big this weekend, and to get to represent that region just means a lot to me, um, especially with the culture and tradition. So we had a huge, huge weekend in New Orleans, and shout-out to Hogs for the Calls. Barbecue and Music Fest raised $2.8 million for families wow. fighting pediatric brain cancer. And that's in a COVID year. They had it on the West Bank. Wait till late next late March. I mean, I think it'd be four or five million next year. So honored to be a part of the event. Uh, I'll, I'll have a lot of I have a video blog, a bunch of barstool content coming this week about That's it. a lot of money to a children's hospital in Louisiana. I hope it doesn't go to a four star defensive back well, recruit. They, they build well, they build how what they do actually, Brandon, is they build houses for families to take care of all the family's needs while the kids are in the hospital is kind of what they do. That's awesome. It's kind of like Ronald McDonald's house. No, really, really, really. They have them in awesome. Baton Rouge and New Orleans. Somebody says Mincy deserves a vacation. It has been two weeks since you went on vacation. Well, this was not this weekend my head was about to explode with the NCAA tourney going on and I was like emceeing hogs. I was it was it was it was a lot to process, but it was uh it was it was it was a phenomenal weekend. My next trip is Omaha for a college world series. These pieces of shit in the chat, man. I have one. I, I have one guy saying it's now six three Mississippi State, and another guy saying shut down inning for the other team. So I don't know what's going on. I, I'm gonna have to close the chat because they won't fucking. I don't know what's going on. I don't want to know. I would rather just not know. You, your scoreboards from like two weeks ago. Yeah. So I, I don't know. Maybe somebody will tell me. Maybe. I'll get on. Imagine get- Brandon hating on charity. Imagine being that fucking stupid. Yeah. Why are people so goddamn? I'm hating on LSU who steals from children's hospitals to give to recruits. Google one time, motherfucker. All right. So we haven't even talked about the NBA playoffs. James Harden is hurt. We got the Nets. You got the Bucks. You've got the uh, you got the Suns. You got the Nuggets. You got the Jazz. I here's what I love about these NBA playoffs. Now I am a LeBron stand. I've always believe I've always loved LeBron. Uh, but him going out, I think, is better for the watchability of this particular group of playoffs. The last time any of these eight teams remaining, there are eight, right? Yes. Yes. There are eight teams remaining. You know the last time any of these eight won a an NBA championship? It was thirty eight years ago in nineteen eighty three wow. when Dr. J and the Sixers won <laughs> when they beat the Lakers. Thirty eight years ago. I think five of the eight left have never won a championship. Uh and, and all the others uh have it's been forever. There will be a new champion in basketball this year. There will be something fresh. And NBA is not known for fresh new champions. The Raptors did it a couple of years ago, but uh you know, you can usually count on one hand. The Lakers have a chance, the Warriors the last couple of years. It's usually a very small group of fan bases that get to celebrate going deep in the playoffs. Now Utah could win it. I, and I don't know I the Nets are the favorite, right? The Nets yes. are the favorite. The yes. Nets have to be the favorite. They Jazz have. are number two, but yes. You think the Jazz are number two? No, no I'm Vegas odds. Uh, okay. I'm saying, I, I don't agree with that, but Vegas odds. Jazz are up there. I mean, but I look in the West. Is there any team you could see? Did you say, no, they def- definitely can't win the West? I mean, the Suns could win the West. Yeah, Suns definitely. The Jazz good. could win the West. The Nuggets could win the West. The who's the, I, I Clippers. Think the Clippers? Clippers could. Clippers, Clippers could absolutely Clippers, I win the West. I still think Nuggets, Nuggets played well. With, I know they're used to life without Murray because he got hurt, you know, before the season ended. But I still feel like, man, if they won it without him, that'd be tough. 
Yeah, I, I just and in the East, I mean, I I think the Sixers, if if everybody gets healthy, Sixers can beat the Nets, and I think the Bucks can beat the Nets. So I'm so I was we talked about it a lot actually last week. I feel like I'm kind of been on an island a little bit where everyone. I think a lot of people were saying that. I remember. Well, I guess it started on the Knicks stream. I got into it a little bit with Hubs and KFC. Both thought that the Bucks had a really good shot. I really don't think so. I think they do. I think I said I thought this year was going to go five or six games. Nets. I stand by that. I think Harden being out and them still winning pretty easily affirms that even more. I think they lose tonight because I think it's a tough like. It's just a tough, uh, like you, they, like the, the Bucks have to win. They they cannot go down 0-2 without Harden. I don't know what Harden's future is going to be in the series. I still just believe that the three of them on offense for the Nets are, just, and then with the other shooters they have around them are just like too good to stop. And I think the way Giannis Giannis plays, I just think things tighten up. I just think he doesn't. He's not going to get to the rim like one dribble from the three point line and just dunk. I don't think that's going to happen in the playoffs as easily as it does game 42 in January or whatever. I just think it's a t- like I just think the Nets are just that good. Like I just think I really think they're going to win it all. I think they're going to win it all like relatively easily. Like I really don't think they're going to have a series go more than 6. And I think they're just going to kind of run through. Yeah, it's a it's a very it's it's like it's, 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 it's I think the it's Bucks, like boring like no one like no one like, wants to see I have that, no but. I have no like recent history that I can point at the Bucks and say I like there's no playoff series where they've dominated somebody or there's no there's no recent history of winning. They always kind of fold in this spot. But I, I think the Bucks are built good and the Nets are a team that they are they have elite scoring talent, but they can't defend. And if you can't defend, I feel like you are very susceptible in the playoffs. It hasn't shown yet, but I, I think tonight's very, very key. Uh, we will in fact see that uh, to, I won't talk about Trey Young in a second. Before I do that Talking about elite. How about A88CBD? That's what we're putting our bets on here. With U.S.-grown hemp extracts and high-quality formulas, their products are winners. And when the stakes are high and life gets hectic, no. When the stakes are high and life gets hectic, there's nothing better than reaching for an A88CBD product. A88CBD is a game changer. They carry a variety of CBD products to choose from, and all of them contain exceptional ingredients and even come in convenient packaging. Try some deliciously different fruit chews and vegan gummies, perfect for taking with you on the go, or try one of their premium topicals like CBD Deep Relief Cream. Even better, A88CBD offers free shipping on all products and a 30-day satisfaction guarantee. Exceptional, premium, and convenient. What more could you ask for? Head over to A88CBD.com. Big Ev will realize that box is there eventually. And to find an exceptional CBD experience for you, use the code PICKS at checkout and receive... 25% 25% off your entire purchase. That's at A88CBD.com. Code PICKS at checkout to receive 25% off your entire purchase. Honestly, right. someone had sent me a very interesting video. That's why. That's what I was what I was looking oh, at. Oh, really? It was a video of from the from the fight last night of where it appears that Mayweather stuns him and then kind of like holds him up. So they were saying that in the chat. So I someone tweeted at me, and I was that's what I was zoning out watching, and I was like, it appears in that video that he did do that. I will so, I, like I'm someone who I will admit if if I'm wrong, it appears I don't know. Like it appears he so knockout blow, but oh, big fella, come come stay with that me. That was it was right at the end of the round where Logan went to the corner and like needed help standing up. Basically, like he was he was so gassed. He that pops he was him with a quick right, like a little a short yeah. right hook. Oh, he, he does kind of hold him up, and he yeah. kind of holds him up a little bit. Like he does. Like it looks like it appears that if he hadn't grabbed him, he might have Logan Paul might have fallen down. Which wouldn't be a knockout per se. No, it could have gotten it, up. Yeah. He could have gotten up. Yeah, but it it leads credence to it any leads theories. a little credence that, to my theory that he that he was trying as hard as he could to knock him out. I still I still stand by to some degree that he was. I think but, I think if Floyd May I, and I said it already. If Floyd Mayweather wanted to knock him out, he knocked him out. Um, I don't know why. If, if there's any benefit one way or the other, it doesn't matter. That fight's over, and there will be other big fights to come. Um, so John Rahm had a six-shot lead at the Memorial, a six-shot lead, and tested positive for COVID. Wow. And he is disqualified. He is out. Eventually, I believe, uh, who won that? Patrick Cantley? Cantley Patrick Cantley won that. Um, so he ends up winning a second in three years down there. But the big story is, you know, we're a year and three months into COVID, and it seemed like we had 
kind of, at least as far as sports goes, it felt like we had put it in the rearview mirror. You're not really worried about teams and rosters pulling out with COVID anymore. It, it really hasn't become a thing. And then all of a sudden, bam, guy's about to win $1.8 million, gets COVID, has to, has to go. It's, it, was, it was shocking. I just don't see why you can't let him play by himself early in the morning. So there's a lot of that. that I know Rico like tweeted. Golf, golf, they make adjustments on the fly like that all the time for rain and whatever, weather. I, and I, listen, I am Mr. Go out and enjoy your life. I, I'm, I'm certainly not a, um, I'm definitely not one of these COVID bros that goes out and just wants to root for COVID all the time so everybody's miserable for the rest of our lives. But just, I just think of the liability for that golf course, for that tournament, for that if, if you let John Rahm go out there, and there's no way to prove if like if ten fans come down with COVID and one of them dies, there's no way to prove they didn't get it from John Rahm on Sunday. You know, and like there would be there's just it seems like a logistical nightmare. Now, is would that happen? Almost certainly not. But when that much money's involved, they're always going to there's they're going to go on the side of caution. So I see where they're coming from. I would have loved to for John Rahm to have gotten a chance to to because he was asymptomatic, like you said. I would love John Rahm to, to get a chance to go out and earn that money, but the unfortunate reality is we're living in a world where, where they're just not going to take chances with that. It's, I mean, it's just a tough break. It really is a tough I mean, It's the worst. Like you said, the guy's going to win almost $2 million. He's got, what, a six-shot lead after Saturday? Yeah. So, and well, the, also the weird thing is, too, that the test was done, obviously, before the round. Right. So he just went through the whole day. He That's, that's kind of where my head goes. I'm like, the damage is kind of already done, not Correct. to be too, like... Like, you don't want to do more damage. But that's why I don't see how they logistically could have said he goes out at, say, 6 a.m. Right. On Sunday. Just him and Plays no fans. Him like, and his done, bag. Done before the fans. Maybe, like, him, Caddy. You got your, your um, like, referee. I don't know what you call them. In yeah, the, your, the marshals are on the marshals, edges. Your marshals, referees. Yeah. They kind of just oversee the round. You can even televise if you really wanted to. And well, certainly you, put a camera on him and, and, and record it for later that day and say this is what uh, – speaking of 13, this is what John Rahm did this yeah. morning. Um, but, yeah, it, it it just sucks. It sucks. Um, you but, saw th- that video of when they tell him, like, I, like, that must be just the biggest kick in the dick. You're playing an awesome three days, six-shot lead. You're about to make all this money, win it, potentially win a tournament, and then you, you just get told a second after a great round that, yeah, you're out. You know what I think we forget about golfers? They – they have to win the money. Yeah, they have to win the money. They do. Like they're not. They're not uh, no contra- football well, players. I mean, they got endorsement contracts. Yeah, they got endorsement. The endorsements probably pay for all their like travel. Correct. And, but yeah. as far as as far as what they make in turn, they have to win the money. If you go out and you you don't make the cut, you don't get paid. You don't get a goddamn thing. It's, you, like, po- it's like poker tournament. Yeah, whatever appearance fee there is, but but you you get nothing. Uh, and and like that's why in late late in tournaments, a putt. Uh, for bogey to go from second to fifth is a gigantic deal for these guys and so when he is on the cusp and he is dominating a great field he sees 1.8 million dollars that he is about to go earn and about to put in his bank account and boom poof it's gone stinks but reality is reality i know i mean i'd be furious like who who would it be yeah it, it it's uh i'm anxious to see if what what do they got at the end of the season where there's some sort of bonus? FedEx Cup. No, no, not that. There's like some sort of bonus uh, for the, this fan voted on. I should probably have the chat up, but they kept being mean about Mississippi State, so I had to take it down. Uh, score still three to two. I believe it was it was on Twitter ten minutes ago. We are going to check it. Right. The you know, chat was just basically spamming about Saban's extension just broke. Yeah, he got extended through twenty twenty nine. God damn it, twenty twenty nine. Unbelievable. Fuck. Can he please retire? Like God, God damn, man! You don't have to stay till twenty twenty nine. Him and Belichick are just like those like lifer, the hardworking types. Like, what else would they do? You know, that's that's how I've said it about Belichick for years. Like, I think he's just going to coach till he's. I can see him being dead. your GM though. Isn't that, that's what Bear Bryant did though. Bear Bryant, uh, he died. The, the year after he was out, or, or I think he lasted three months after he was done. I, I really believe that they're both going to do the same thing. They're both just wired that way. Yeah, like, they're not going to just blue, sit Saban and grew not up in a blue collar family. You know, like super type A, I mean, hardworking. You, you you get that successful by being someone who doesn't like to just sit around and do nothing. Yeah, they're just, they're just not wired to like sit out and be just be on vacation can't for go twelve coach months. Michigan or somebody can't he go coach somewhere else. No, no, I mean not Michigan. I'm tired of sitting. Yeah, but I gotta sit within ninety miles from my fucking house. Why I don't mean, you guys deal with it for him a while? Send out to like USC or something. Yeah, California Sun. 
They yeah. could use a comeback. Yeah. You oh, f- college football is always better when the Trojans are good. I don't know that I agree with that. You know who I would who I would if I I, I think it fucks up the Pac-12. I think it makes the Pac-12 irrelevant. Everybody says, and that's fine. True. Everybody says like programs like uh, USC, Texas, Michigan. You know who? If I could pick one program to always be good, I think it'd be Miami. They just are always so interesting mm. when they're good. Yeah, and the ACC needs yeah. them. The ACC really needs them or Florida State to be. Yeah, Florida State being bad has been a killer for the ACC. But like, like so, Michigan, who's been good for their entire existence, they haven't been good in the last ten years. Hasn't hurt the Big Ten at all. I heard somebody well, was they, dropping well, see, Hugh Freeze Michigan rumors. This they're weekend, good. The I mean, they've been good. No like, chance. I mean, what was it four years ago? They were when we played them at in in Ohio State, and we were underdogs. They were undefeated. Yeah, was that they the were one it, point. And that was the the, the JT Barrett first down game. No, that was um, that Haskins, was we um, just beat them by like a million. Yeah, it was Shea. We Patterson. scored we yeah. scored sixty two. That was me and oh, Dave. Wow. We went to the game. We did the show at Ohio, the college football show. Sixty two thirty nine. I remember yeah, that one of the best days of my life. I turned down a private jet to party that night and oh. drive home the next day. How was it? Yeah. Best decision of my life. Y'all be on the lookout. Brandon and I are going to be in the gambling cave. There'll be some clips. Maybe. I'm going, I'm going to watch Ole Miss Southern Miss. Maybe. I'm I, might, I might jump on Ole Miss. Come on. Miss yeah, it's minus 121. We got a decent freshman pitching. Come on with it. We'll see. All right. That's Pick Central. We'll be back tomorrow. Yeah, up next.